hey, Radiant, I just wanted to come and give uh, Advent message number two. It was such a thrill to have my dad with us, Dan Bohai, for December 10th, our Sunday service. And when he comes, I just want him to, to minister as the Holy Spirit leads. But um, I do want to be faithful to give Advent talk number two. So whether you watch this on YouTube or one of our social media platforms or are listening right now by way of podcast, hi. Uh, week number one of sun, uh, the first Advent of Sunday, we looked at the first of what commentators call of the throne names that are given by the prophet to this child that is born, son that is given to Jesus Christ, that the government of God will rest on his shoulders, that he will be called Wonderful Counselor, that was December 3rd, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. And I made the argument on our first talk, which you may need to go back and listen to or watch again, that each of these throne names given to King Jesus are the meticulous undoing of the effects of fall, the fall and sin. So at the heart of the fall in Genesis chapter 3, it was, it was, it was Adam and Eve rejecting the wise counsel of God. Um, right in the crosshairs of the lie that the, that the serpent sowed into the hearts and minds of Adam and Eve was, did God really say? So it was this, this insidious plan to sow doubt uh, regarding the, the goodness of God and the trustworthiness of his word or his wise counsel. So we, we unpacked on Advent Sunday number one, Jesus is the embodiment of God's wise counsel. His very first sermon in Matthew chapter four, verse 17 is repent for the kingdom of heaven, God's, uh, God's government, God's reign, and God's rule are breaking into the world through his own life and ministry. And Jesus says, to enter what I'm doing, you've got to change your mind, which is to stay, come out of the foolish counsel of the father of lies that wants you and I to believe that we're the center of our, our own story, we're our own little kings and queens ruling our own kingdoms that we know best, this, this life and, and lifestyle of, of self-obsession, self-reliance, self-sufficiency and the like, Jesus calls us to repent, metanoia, to change our mind and to now live under the wise counsel or the wise and perfect reign and rule of King Jesus, the shoulders upon which the government of God rests. So Jesus, throughout his whole ministry, he's, he's teaching He's showing us as he is the incarnate word, John 1, 1 through 18. He is God's wisdom and knowledge and counsel and insight with flesh and bone on. So anyway, that was message number one, that the fact that we need a wise counselor because we've listened to the father of lies and it's caused us sin, separation, shame, and death. So he comes as the wise counselor. Well, interestingly, the very next thing Jesus does when he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand, it's breaking in, is he then calls disciples to be students of his perfect wisdom, his word, his will, and his way. So this is so powerful. Isaiah has this prophecy hundreds of years before Christ comes, but really the, the first embodiment of Jesus's ministry is he's our perfect teacher. He's our wise counselor who calls students, which we say the word is disciple, apprentices to learn to live under his rule and reign. So central to the call of Christianity is Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 through, through 30. 
Take my yoke upon you. Learn from me, for I am humble and gentle at heart. So what an invitation. So if you follow the narrative, what's the next throne name in, in Isaiah 9, 6, and 7? He'll be called the mighty God. So how many of you know and believe we didn't just need new thinking and new thoughts, although we did. We also needed God to destroy the one who incited the rebellion to begin with, which is the serpent. So I love Matthew 4, 17 through 22, repent, change your thinking, come under my reign and rule by listening to my word. He says, come follow me and I'll send you out to fish for people. Did you know the very next sentence in Matthew 4, 23 is the manifestation of the mighty God? What do we see in Matthew 4, 23 through the end of the chapter? He's going around towns and villages. He's preaching and teaching but he's also healing every disease and sickness. He's driving out demons, the paralytic, all of those things that have been affected by sin. Jesus is now manifesting the mighty God who's come. Again, we say this around Radiant and with my dad's podcast and other circles I swim in. 1 John 3, 8, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. That, that Acts 10, 38, that Jesus went around doing good throughout his whole ministry and healing all of those who were oppressed by the devil because God was with him and he had the anointing of the Spirit on his life. So I love Advent because we get to see, even just by briefly looking at Isaiah 9, 6 through 7, that Jesus is the embodiment of each of these names and each of these names reveals something of the, the purpose behind his, his coming in the first place. Wonderful counselor, mighty God. And make no mistake about this, beloved, every time Jesus is healing in his earthly ministry or he's healing now, someone's delivered of, of demonic oppression or possession, anytime someone's sins are forgiven, anyone, any, anytime someone hears the voice of God and responds to the gospel, all of these are acts of Jesus as our mighty God pushing back the darkness. The whole point of his coming was to deliver us, not just from Egypt like he did to the children of Israel and under Pharaoh's uh, reign and rule, because how many know as soon as Israel is in the wilderness, the reality is Egypt was not, uh, uh, Egypt was still in their heart. There was still residue of their life and mindset of slavery. No, we need God to destroy the works of the devil, to overthrow the principalities and powers. And beloved, this is exactly what the child born and the son has given has come to do. His whole ministry, uh, there's a whole teaching I give on, if you just read the, the, the miracle narrative in Matthew's gospel, every time Jesus is doing something, the, the crowds are shocked and they say, what kind of man is this? His teachings have authority, his words have authority to heal, to calm the raging storms like dad preached about on December 10th. There's power, he's mighty. He's overthrowing meticulously through each miracle, through each healing, through each exorcism, every space and place the enemy has incited rebellion and then has opened the floodgates in partnership with human sin to bring destruction, decay, death, and despair 
to bear on God's good creation. Jesus is meticulously not just offering wise and perfect counsel, calling us into the submission to his beautiful reign and rule and lordship, but he's also the mighty God. Each step wanting to overthrow the plans and purposes of the enemy and to inaugurate and establish his redemptive plans and purposes, which is to set us free, to bring healing, to bring restoration, blessing, and breakthrough. So I want you to be encouraged as we think about Jesus the Messiah, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, that not only is he the wonderful counselor, the wisest in him, he is the treasure of, of wisdom and knowledge, but he's also our mighty God. So any, here's how I like to describe it. Any place you are experiencing the enemy's agenda, John 10, 10, to steal, kill, or destroy, as I shared in our Kingdom Come sermon a couple weeks ago, in that place, you have every right as a son or daughter of God to say, I need you to show up and be the mighty God. Bring your kingdom, overthrow the purposes and plans of the enemy in my life, in my body, in my mind, in my marriage or my friendships, in my family, in my workplace, and in the world. Be our mighty God. I love that the way the mighty God, Jesus, ultimately defeated, this is the scandal, the, the foolishness of the gospel. When, when he was arrested by, by Pilate and he was brought before him and, and he said, if my kingdom was of this world, in other words, if my kingdom worked like every other kingdom of man, my disciples would have fought for me with swords and battle. They would have, they would have fought to save my life. But he says, my kingdom is not of this world. And he, he's testifying before Pilate, the way in which Jesus, the wonderful counselor, mighty God, is going to ultimately overthrow the principalities and powers, the agenda, the schemes and plans of the enemy is by dying. This is why it is so breathtaking. If you look back at those prophetic words that Simeon and Anna, and, and the angels and just how they were sharing with Mary and Joseph and that this, this child is going to call, cause the, the falling and the rising of many. And, and Mary, a sword's gonna pierce your own heart too. This baby, that yes, through his life, he's gonna walk in un, unbelievable power as the mighty God, but the mighty God is ultimately gonna become weak. Second Corinthians chapter 13, and embrace the weakness of, of death on a cross. This mighty God, Jesus Christ, is actually gonna become, Galatians 3, 11 through 13, a curse for us, so that he doesn't just forever address the outward symptoms of our bondage to sin and Satan, but he's going to deal with the actual source itself. So on the cross, he takes all of our sin, the mighty God, becomes weak and dies a death of a criminal under the Roman Empire and with the false accusations of his own people, the Jewish people. And in this act of humility, of emptying himself, just read all of Philippians 2, 1 through 11. He empties himself. He takes the nature of a slave and the mighty God becomes weak. Isaiah 52, 10, the holy, mighty God lays bare his, his, 
his arm in the sight of all the nations. And in this act of what we would call weakness, again, if you look at this Jesus, the mighty God, who's been healing and delivering, this is exactly what the crowds say when he's on the cross. If you're Israel's Messiah, come down. Cannot he who opened the eyes of the blind and, 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 and unstopped the ears of the deaf, and couldn't you have stopped this from happening to you? It's, it's, they don't have a category for it. This is not what the mighty God does to win his most epic battles, but this is how the might of God overthrew all the schemes and plans of the enemy. So beloved, today and in this season as we celebrate Advent, the, the first coming of our Messiah, and we look forward to the second Advent, the return of our King to the earth, may we know that he not only offers us the perfect, wonderful counsel as the wisdom of God himself, 1 Corinthians 1, 24 and 5, but he's also our mighty God who, yes, has power and authority for sin, for sickness, over demonic, all of it. But he was a mighty God who became weak and lowly and gave up his life so that through his death, he could actually destroy death. So let me pray for us as we just reflect this week on the reality of Jesus, our Messiah, as our wonderful counselor and our mighty God. So Lord, I wanna just thank you for my friends watching or listening to this little mini teaching of one of the many names Jesus has throughout the scriptures. But as we think about Advent, this child that was born of the Virgin Mary, this son, this eternal son who was given to us to be our wonderful counselor and our mighty God. Jesus, today we say thank you that you have power and authority that even on the Mount of Transfiguration, that, that, that the Father and Moses and Elijah, they were talking about the greater exodus that you were going to bring about through your death on the cross of Calvary, that you were going to empty death of its power and authority as you were raised from the dead in your resurrection. And right now, Jesus, I thank you that you reign and rule as our wonderful counselor and our mighty God that you are the one that pours out anointing and authority and power through your Holy Spirit, the indwelling spirit, so that whatever we walk through, we're more than conquerors, as it says in Romans chapter eight. Lord, I thank you that you would just, just deposit that more than conquering, overcoming spirit inside of your sons and daughters today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So a couple takeaways. If Again, if there's any area where there's the enemy's stealing, killing, and destroying, that's the space and place that you, you lean in, you call on Jesus, you read his word, you call a brother or sister, you seek his wonderful counsel, but then out of that, you'll have insight, understanding, and wisdom in how to apply the might of his power. God, in this place, I'm believing you for fill in the blank. And my encouragement this week, whether it's wonderful counselor or the might of his power, the mighty God, that in Christ you have access to all that you will ever need, 2 Peter 1, for, for life and for godliness through his great and precious promises as you participate in his divine nature. So may we celebrate the reign and rule of our wonderful counselor and our mighty God, King Jesus, our Messiah. Bless you.